welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, last time when we left our intrepid adventurers, they had just returned to the city of Inconovus to find things that were a little different. They had a conversation with a guardsman. They they're found things that are just frozen in space or, 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 or something. They're not, they haven't quite figured out exactly what's going on yet, but um, we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, but first, we're going to go around and do a quick round of introductions of everybody here. So um, first of all, uh, Tormir, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Brandon. I'm playing Tormir, the dwarf monk. And currently, I am uh, a little bit skeptical of this Master Ganthus fellow based off of my organization's past encounters with this fellow. Thank you. And up next, Tegan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, all. I'm Chris number two, or the other Chris. Um, sometimes Crispy, whatever. They happen to call me this week. And I'm playing Tegan Stumble Duck. And very athletic, very acrobatic stumble duck. And um, I am excited to be back. We finally got the one bloodstone, but I'm really worried about that everything being frozen. I'm afraid Ganthus is going to be frozen and we're not going to be able to find out where we need to go next to get the next stone. So, uh, Up next, Tabitha, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Jessica. I'm, do- I'm playing Tabitha and also Francis, my faithful badger sidekick. Um, he uh, he is my protector for the most part, and uh, I don't know, just my my right hand uh, badger. I'm excited to get be out of the uh, seclusion and seeing the world. Jethal, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name's Chris. Uh, I guess the other Chris. I don't know. You guess. Uh, something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I play Jethal. Jethal. I can't talk tonight. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I am. After hearing uh, what uh, Tormir has said. Uh, about Master Ganthus. I'm a little skeptical, but I, I still, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's all bad. So I'm waiting. I'm curious to know what we uh, find out when we meet up with, with him. Withholding judgment? Yes. All right. And last but not least, Athir, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Brian. I play Athir Solaris, the uh, Seer Elf fighter of the group. Um, right now, Athir is kind of focused on uh, what has happened to the city guard. Some of them he was quite friendly with when he was on the guard, so he's kind of wondering right. what's going on. All right, so uh, jumping back into it, yeah. So you guys are currently exploring the city, wandering around um, the one thing you notice, I mean, you have seen uh, occasionally uh, one or two frozen people in the streets. Uh, not frozen like ice frozen, but frozen in, in space, time, however you want to phrase it. So, as you continue exploring through the city, 
you don't notice a lot of movement until suddenly you do. On the horizon, uh, maybe two, possibly three blocks away, you see some smoke rising in the distance. Not a, uh, not an alarming amount of smoke. Not like a, a building's on fire, but more like there is, you know, smoke coming out of a chimney of a building or something like that, which normally would not be a concerning sight in a city like this. There's just quite often people who have cooking fires or other things in their their buildings and. There would be smoke coming off of that, either through the chimney or from wherever. But the peculiar thing is, this is the only one across the entire city. Nothing else, no one else, as far as you can tell, is burning anything or has any smoke coming up through their chimneys. And there's only one coming somewhere a few blocks away. All right. Do we all see this, or do we have to make a spot check? It's not hard to spot. I would say that no one has to make a perception check. You can you can all see it if you're if you think your character would happen to notice things like that. Hey think, guys, over there, there's some fire. Uh, maybe we should go check it out. I haven't seen any other um, smoke coming out of any buildings. Yeah, I'm I'm not really that concerned about that until I am. So. Um... Now that I'm concerned, I think I agree. We should probably go check it out. But but didn't we want to go talk to Ganthus? I thought that was our, our, our first priority. How do we know Ganthus isn't there? I mean, okay. Fair logic. Do we think he would have come out? I mean, I thought that he was going to stay down there and try and figure out how to contain the 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 artimatter and stuff. It's been thirteen days. We can, now no does it look like that. does it look like normal smoke or does it look like there's like the house is on fire or like the inside is on fire? It does not look like the house is on fire. It looks possibly a little bit bigger than a cooking fire. Um. I would not say, or you probably would not say, it's a it's a alarming fire. You would not guess, based upon the fire itself, that it is a building on fire. Buildings on fire tend to produce a lot of smoke and a lot of very dark smoke. Generally, cooking fires tend to produce uh, smaller quantities and generally lighter in color smoke. So it's more of the latter? Correct. The rest of the city being frozen and this being rather unique I think it's worth investigating I mean I guess if we want to put off going to Ganthus then I suppose we can just take a look alright so up to you guys What? Um, there's it's so we'll say in one direction uh, to the north, we'll say, is the direction where you know that building, the the false front building where you went down and eventually found that whole computer system, or what you out of game know was the computer system, uh, down down below. That's to the north. This fire or smoke, wherever whatever it is, is tangentially on the way you could it would be out of your way but it's not in the opposite direction i go say we i say we go check it out 
Okay, so somebody could be in trouble. We could be there to help. And they might have an explanation for what's going on here. Let's go. I mean, so would Ganthus. I can't say I'm exactly, you know, skipping and hopping along the way to meet him. I guess I'm outvoted. I guess we'll go. All right, I over there. All right, so you guys are heading that way. Yep. All right. So you begin to walk through the city, and on your way there, again, you looking around see absolutely no other houses that have smoke coming out of them. Not, no smoke, pretty much anywhere in the entire city, which makes it very interesting because you don't see pretty much any smoke coming out of anywhere except for the one spot, which makes it that much more out of the ordinary. Does uh, rounding... anything smell off like that the that people have died or does it, it just seem like it's frozen? The smoke that you you can smell the smoke in the air and it smells like wood smoke. Uh there is some other smells you smell in the air uh and it's pretty obvious as you continue m- making your way there what they are. There are uh several corpses of mutated or tentacle-covered animals, uh, predominantly rats, that are sitting in the street and in various states of early decomposition, but also they all seem to be in the same state of decomposition. So it's very likely that these were all killed roughly at the same time. That's strange. That is strange. Hate these little beasties. They're just so wrong. Be- beasties. The little mite, the little rat things. Oh, I, I okay. Yep. Would they, they not <laughs> be beasties? I wasn't sure what you meant. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't. I, I don't know animals. That you don't have much call for animals in all that book reading you do. Correct. Except for familiars. Uh, I mean, there's that, but those are not really animals, right? Like, they are, but they aren't. They're more arcane energy, to a degree. In my book, anyway. Rounding the last corner, you finally make your way out and see where this fire is coming from. Out in the middle of the street, you Mm. see... A campfire that's been made. Fairly peculiar, because there's never really campfires in the street in a city, typically. Sitting in front of the campfire, in the middle of the road, you see a cloaked figure. Their back is towards you. Uh, It is a black cloak drawn up over the head, and they have a stick with some sort of a meat suspended out over the fire. Uh, The... It is a roughly medium-sized person, so definitely not Master Ganthus, because Master Ganthus is a gnome. We should totally try and get some food. See if he wants to share. Do we want to approach as a group, or we want to send person in to investigate, or how would we want to approach this? They might already know we're here, so we might as well just approach as a group. How close are you guys? We weren't exactly mass. We weren't exactly sneaking. 
How close are you guys when you when when you're having this conversation about whether or not to approach? I, I would have expected us to just round the corner and and okay. stop and talk right there. I would have anyway. Would have talked quietly just in case you know, not yelling. Hey, you know, what do we want to do here? Because that would, look you know, at that guy. Look at that guy. What is he doing out there? I want some of his food. Do you think he notices us? All right. So (laughs) what did you guys decide? Approach as a group, approach as an individual, or not approach at all? Group seems like the smart idea. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I I would... uh, If we're wandering the city in this state, I don't think I'd be wandering around unarmed. I think I'd still be having my weapons ready for any fights that may come, so, yeah. When you're in a strange situation like this, that makes perfect sense to always have your weapons out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except Tormir, he always has his weapons out. Shh, don't give away the secrets. His guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. Um, I would have my uh, uh, bow, not necessarily, like, uh, knocked or anything, but I would have it ready so in case there would be in case they would need to fight and of course francis always got his claws francis always has his claws you also note happen to notice tabitha that francis does not seem francis seems you know uneasy about all these dead rats with tentacles um around but francis does not seem very uh he doesn't feel like he's on edge about whatever this person oh, is. Oh, he's not on alert. He's not on alert. He almost seems like he wants to go up and snuggle with them. With the <laughs> the person that's camping? Correct. It's a strange get a strange, strange thing. Um I would go I would uh walk up to the the person uh as I'm one of the more unassuming uh characters okay as you and anyone else in the group approaches you hear the cloaked figure speak with a female voice and says you're late do you know how long i've been here uh, i didn't know you were expecting us were we did we have an appointment of some sort in a matter of speaking yes I look you, at my companions to see if they uh, know of any appointment that we are missing. Do we recognize her voice? You do. Uh, at the same time, she kind of stands up and turns around, pulls her cloak back, and you see her half-elven face, and Jethal, Tegan, and Athir immediately recognize her as Duskwalker. Wait a minute. You were dead. I, no, we I didn't see dead. you die. Dude, a, I... a big old rock fell right in your direction. How did you get away from the falling rock? Hey, yeah. How, how, what? <laughs> Wait, you said a rock fell on me? Yeah, there was this huge rock that was coming down uh, in the tunnel while you're, where you were fighting. Was, was that the first time you had met me? Of course it was the first time we met was. you. That's a weird you... question. That is a weird question to ask. What does that mean? That's most unfortunate. I am not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but just, but we asked the question. 
Oh, I, I understand. I just, it's, honestly, I thought things would have gone better than, than that way, but regardless. Can you change the past or the future or the whatever? It's complicated. And it's not really going to help you much if I explain it, so I won't. So we don't get to know why you and Jathal are so close? Well, Jathal is my... We're very close. (laughs) What? (laughs) You'll find out later. Uh, Jathal is the Latin lover. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, was that polka music there, too? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a a gnomish uh, mating dance right there. Okay, I'm gonna take a step step back here and go gnomish mating dance. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows about that. Oh gosh. So uh, they usually uh, have short pieces. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we just went from PG thirteen PG to PG thirteen. That was awesome. Nah. Nah. We're not in thirteen yet. <laughs> we we haven't graduated thirteen yet. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, so this lady I knows just missed us. the length of the song. Jeez, pervs. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Totally. We believe you. Anyway, so this girl Wait. like knows us, but we don't know her. Uh, I introduce myself because I don't know this person. As you go up to introduce yourself, you hold, you like walk up to hold out your hand, and she goes, "Good to see you again, Tabitha." Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. You and Tormir are. Uh... Hi, I'm Dusklocker, and you are <laughs> Tabitha, as you clearly already know. I'm going to need some explanation on this one. I'm so confused. I have a connection to you. You are actually the ones who sent me here. Speaking of which, was there anything I gave to you last time you saw me? Who were you talking to? To uh, you, Ethir, and... uh, 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 Tegan, Athir, and Jathal. Did she give me anything? You gave me a hug. <laughs> she, did, she did absolutely give you a hug. <laughs> Which was does very anyone, awkward. <laughs> does anyone remember what she gave you? Oh, Out man. of game. I don't. Who it was a note, didn't she? Oh, the, the map. Uh, the the map. map. Oh, yeah, the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. The map, the map, yeah. So She was like, Dora get... the Explorer is awesome. Do you guys tell her that you gave her the map? Yeah, you gave us a map to the the where the chamber was. That helped us out a lot. I yep. appreciate that. Alright. I am going to need you to give that to me then. Or rather, who wrote the map? Whose handwriting was it in? Well, here, let me see it. Uh-huh. She, 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 she holds out her hand. Do you guys give it to her? Do, do we have it yet? We still have it. Do we? Should, I didn't yeah, we know. Should. We still had it, considering we blacked out, and I didn't know. If... None of your equipment that you had when you blacked out was missing. Everything that you okay. had, you still do. Okay. 
I didn't have the map, I believe. Uh, Ethered might have? That's correct. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll uh, dig through my pack and uh, find it and, and I'm, hand it over to her. say the handwriting on it was Ethered's. That's correct. So she rifles through her back, her pack, pulls out a piece of paper that looks completely identical, other than it's blank, to the piece of paper that that map is written on. And she hands it to Ethereum and says, can you please recreate that map on this piece of paper and hand it back to me? That way I can give it to you when I see you next time. Okay, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and recreate the map. Um, but I note a few of the uh, dangers on there that we encountered. As you add any additional notation on there, you happen to notice that that additional notation shows up on the map that you had. Is that one of those fancy things where uh, it like? Okay, so you're you that, must is that magical. So so uh, the sorcerer and the wizard have to figure it out. By now, this is some sort of time magic at this point. Um, maybe, probably. That's it's, what I'm thinking. But at the same time, I don't know how that could even be possible. You guys, ask this, bring that specific point up in character. Yeah, yeah, in character. I'm like, this has got to be some sort of time magic. What is? What's going on here? How do you? How do you writing stuff that's appearing on this other piece of paper that you gave us before this piece of paper was, as far as we know, even written? How did he? You know, how do you know Tabitha and Tormir when we just met them for the first time? And what do you, how do you know me? <laughs> More importantly. <laughs> she looks directly at Dathal and seems like she's thinking a really long time on how to explain this. Like, she's, you kind of see her, like, open her mouth to talk, take a step back go to, again to talk and take a step back and she's trying to come up with the words over and over. Finally she says, well, dad, it's... Oh! Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what? did not see that coming. Just, I gotta oh, sit down. You bad boy. What is this? I gotta sit down. How did you do, did you do that in the dungeon? How did you do that? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not... No, it. I. This can't be. What? what? Just call him Daddy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> uh, no. So, so she goes to explain a little bit further, and she says, "The thing is, is there is. I was trained by." several people um, and there was an accident and for some reason my I, I was rendered out of out of state with essentially time itself something has gone wrong with my timeline and I don't believe I can fix it but I'm going backwards if that makes any sense. And I'm not in control. No. Doesn't make any sense. How does it, it work? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It was, I thought I was 
dead in the explosion, but explosion. instead it, it's when I woke up, I was in the past. And every once in a while, I show up further in the past, and further and further and further, and in random places and times as well. I've learned somewhat how to control it. But generally, it seems to be revolving around you, Dad. When I show up, it's That's always weird. somewhere around you or some or somewhere by you. You're the one who sent me here. And you're the one who didn't want to stop over here. <laughs> but, 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 do you know what's going on? Uh, who would Duskwalker? As far as the city with the with the freezing thing. What you guys told me last time when we spoke was that the city was under attack by some sort of mutants. I don't really know what. And I was able to exert at least some of my ability, or at least whatever's affecting me, and stop things from progressing. I've been here about a week. And I'm almost out of food. Uh, just sitting here cooking around the campfire waiting for you guys to show up. But I was sent back so that way things didn't get far worse than they would have. Because what you told me last time I spoke to you, your future, my past, is that you were rendered unable to make it here in time. And you needed someone to go back and stop time long enough that you could make it here with the gem. Whatever gem that is, I have no idea. Do you know who Master Ganthus is? You've spoken about Master Ganthus. I, I, I have not met him, though. But we didn't give you any instructions about whether to meet him or not to meet him? No. All right. Well, I think you should come with us. Let's go meet Mather Ganthus and give him the, the gem, as you so aptly put it. Okay. That that sounds good. I'm and terribly confused, but I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> honestly, Tegan, this hasn't made much sense to me either, but whether it makes sense or not, I don't really have much choice in the matter. All right, well, I figured I might, might as well help you out and make the best of it. All right. Well, it's always good to know someone who knows a little bit about what's going on or what could happen, even though everything we change probably changes the future. Okay, that makes my head hurt. All right, let's go. At this point in time, you hear this roar or scream or something. It sounds like it's like a roar or scream, and it's kind of hitting multiple different pitches and tones at one time. And I bet Francis doesn't like that. Francis is all hair standing on end and completely at odds. Francis went immediately from I'm happy and I I you know I, I like this lady to holy crap something's coming attack mode. Guys, get ready something's coming. And you see uh, in the distance, there is a large four-fingered claw unexpectedly stabs out in the middle of the air nearby. It tears 
through the middle of the air diagonally downward, leaving a some sort of a tear in the middle of the air, as though it ripped a large invisible tarp that you couldn't see before. The dangling shreds of reality around this uh, hang loosely in the air. A terrifyingly large creature steps out. Uh, behind it appears through this rift an infinite night sky that's been torn in the air during the middle of the day. As the creature fully emerges, you get a better look at its 14-foot-tall frame. Oof. It is a gaunt parody of a human. It has two arms and two legs, but its similarity to humanoids ends roughly there. At the end of each hand, uh, as discussed before, there's four extremely long, clawed, and bony fingers. This creature does not appear to have skin of any kind, but it instead has a mixture of bone, muscle, and sinew exposed on the surface of its body. While it's nearly 14 14 feet tall, it's extremely gaunt and doesn't carry much weight on it. Finally, when you look at the top of its shoulders where you would expect a head, instead you see what looks to be some sort of a fleshy hood, like a a hooded cloak. Uh, But you quickly also notice that there are rows of teeth around the inner perimeter of this so-called hood going all the way back down the, the root of the hood, and realize that this hood itself is actually a giant mouth with more rows of teeth than, you're, than you possibly can see going down the throat. Well, that's not good. So is this the, the point in time where just Paul goes, Daddy! Or not? Why would I say Daddy. I just assume you're like, you recognize your father. Wow. Wow. As the creature emerges from the rift, Duskwalker looks up, draws two daggers, and says, Oh no, not here. Not now. Get ready, guys. This is going to hurt. There is Jafal. Still sitting on the ground. And Tormir. I assume you guys were around the fire. Is that accurate? Yeah, I was. Uh, do we need a badger? Uh, yep, working on it. Icon. All right. So while I'm getting this set up, if you guys want to go ahead and roll your initiative. Those playing the home game, the map has bricks on it with a fire. So it's kind of of a brick road going to east and west in the north side of the map and up and down is brick road uh, kind of right in the middle with the fire that we're all around and directly south of us is the weird sinew monster to our right or east uh, if you're thinking of compass point is a huge house so it looks like you know of any different terrain we've got a little bit of rocky terrain to the west like maybe 40, 50 feet, and then a house 40 or 50 feet to our east. But the, the monster's coming at us from the south. All right. So, Duskwalker rolled a 7 for her initiative. Uh, let's go Jeez. around the table here. Uh, Tormir, what'd you roll? I rolled a 27, or 25, rather. 25. Tabitha? Um, I rolled a 15. 15. Jathal? Uh, I rolled a 19. All right. Athir? A 17. 
17. And Tegan. I stumble ducked. I got a 7. You stumble ducked. That's a verb now. It is, in fact, a verb. Is the uh, distance that the guy is um, away from us, is that accurate? That is accurate. Okay. Um, it looks like it's about 20, 30 feet away from most people in the... Deegan, what is your initiative modifier? Your perception modifier? Uh, five. Five? Okay. Because you were tied with uh, Duskwalker, so I needed to make sure. All right. Oh, and he goes. Or I get to add his initiative. Let's see what he goes on. Give me a moment. Oh, he has a really good initiative. Boo. That's not cool. I'm in the back, right? Sweet. He goes on 23. At least one of us gets to go first before he goes. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm about to learn a painful lesson. <laughs> Maybe. You could just like one hit the guy. We we don't know. Yeah, no clue. The, the, the only thing that uh, Duskwalker gets off before the beginning of combat is uh, get ready. That's a Chrono Demon. Uh, do I know what a Chrono Demon is? Can I do a religion check or something? Or is it? Uh, you can give me a knowledge arcana, or I'm sorry, arcana or planes. Right, let's go with planes. I don't have that. Planes? That's not even on the <laughs> list. Oh, planes isn't it? Oh, crap! I'm thinking Pathfinder First Edition. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with Arcana. I mean, okay. I mean, I would have probably known, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, anyone can make an Arcana if they want to. So twenty. Okay. So Tegan hears Chrono Demon and thinks it's a demon. It must be. Uh, it must be a demon. It's evil and wants to kill us all. It's, it's that's about demon. that's about all I got. <laughs> uh, just all. What'd you get on yours? I got a twenty. Okay. With a twenty, you know that there is a, another classification of demon, or rather, it's not actually a demon. It's just referred to in common nomenclature as the Chrono Demons. These are eldritch horrors from beyond uh, the beyond time and space. And among their their order are uh, the most powerful beings of all of existence or non-existence, depending on how you want to phrase it. But they generally are out of phase with everything else. They are attracted to uh, time disturbances. That's generally what causes them to come and uh, interact with things. Generally, most people don't ever encounter one for as long as they live. Okay. So it would make sense that one would show up here, considering Duskwalker. And we just froze time. Yeah, she just froze a bunch of time. Yeah, that too. Yeah, for, for a week. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. So, up first, Tormir. Oh, this is going to hurt. All right, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, activate Mountain Stance. Yeah. I will... Move up to the creature. Okay. And I will flurry of blows. 
Does Mountain Stance take an action? Yes. Okay, so one action to activate that, one action to move, and then your Flurry of Blows is two attacks with a single action, right? Correct. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll it. All right. All right, so my first attack is a 20, and my second attack is a 17. Unfortunately, neither of the attacks hit. Dang. Well. Cool. All right, then. <laughs> so you go up, and you like you make physical contact with it, but it seems like what, as your fist moves closer to it, just things seem like out of phase with it, and somehow you your fist either hits against something solid or or seems to like go through the being without actually touching it. All right, up next, it is its turn. It leans forward, opens... Well, its mouth is kind of always open because it's that giant hood thing with the rows and rows of teeth. And it inhales deeply. And everything within 40 feet of it forward, so... Everyone. Everyone. Um, We'll need to make a fortitude save. something else just roll well mm-hmm. sure <laughs> ah you rolled fine all right let's go around to since everyone was is within range Tormir, what'd you get unfortunately a 14 14 is not successful uh jathal what'd you get i got a 17 17 is also not successful jesus a theory right. you get got a 10 that is likewise not successful. Tegan. It strangely works. <laughs> I've got a 19. A 19 is successful. Yeah, oh, much. And, and Tabitha, what'd you get? 27. 27. Woo-woo. All right. That is also successful. So. Well, that's good. Would the Badger need to make a fortitude save as well? Badger does need to make a fortitude save. I'll go ahead and roll that. Oh, okay. Badger is not successful. Badger Aww. gets a 15. But he's at least farther back. He, it's really not... Uh, well, you said it, it's, it's a 40. It's a breath weapon, in yeah. essence. But it's a... Strangely, in, it's he's inhaling as opposed to exhaling. Is he, like, Exhalier. sucking in our time or something? Uh, that is an excellent guess. A very accurate one, for that matter, too. Uh, so everyone who failed the save takes 16 damage as uh, various areas of you, your hair starts to turn gray, your skin gets wrinkly. Um, oh, I do apologize. Uh, quick question. Uh, who, Jathal, you were a full elf, yes? Yeah. And Ethereum, you are a full elf, yes? Yep. And you are a dwarf, Tormir, and what is, a gnome and a halfling are uh, Tegan and Tabitha, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gnome and Halfling do not have long enough lives to uh, be, a, uh, be of benefit to this, nor is Duskwalker as a half-elf. But, uh, so, let's see. Tabitha, you take one quarter of the damage. So you take four. But I I saved it. I'm, so, oh, you, I'm sorry, you take half the damage because you saved, but you are a Halfling. Um, Tormir, Jathal, 
and Ethere take half damage regardless of failure or passing the save because you aging you does not deal as much damage. So how much damage happened to me? You took eight. Tegan also took eight. Actually, for that matter, everyone took eight because those who failed the save were of longer-lived races and those who passed the save were of shorter-lived races. And unfortunately, uh, Francis takes full 16 damage. Oh, Francis. Francis, um, all his fur looks... He has both black and white fur and now he has lots of patches of gray in amongst the fur. And a little gray, and a little gray goatee at the end of his chin too. Oh, that's kind of adorable. All right, and that was all three of this monster's actions. I'm, I'm sorry, you said eight damage. Eight damage, correct. Where so do, where do I put party, my damage? Uh, so if you click on your miniature in roll twenty, it doesn't allow me to do that. You'll see you can't click on your miniature. Well, I can click on it, but I can't. Hold on, hold on. I'm, there we go. Never mind. I was uh, measuring the distance. Oh. So if you click on your character, you see the three little circles pop up, and if you just fill in uh, whichever one you want to with the amount of damage you're taking, and that way you can track the damage. Additionally, in Roll20, and this is also useful information for the listeners as well, um, if you it hit, if anyone out there is using Roll20, instead of just putting in a number, if you put like plus a number or minus a number, it will... Do the math and actually add that to the amount or subtract it from the amount. As opposed to you having to retype the number in, in those those fields. So, uh, any questions about his turn? Nope. Yep. Up next is Jethal. Uh, yeah. Uh, I yell at Duskwalker, what do we... How do we... Have you seen this before, and how do we defeat it? Uh, and then I hold action. Okay. All right, we will move you down below the next person, which is Athir. Well, I'm going to move up to it. I believe I'm within enough distance to... Um... Close in a single action. Yeah. You are 25 feet away. Yep, that'll do it. Okay. Then I will attack with my longsword. Okay. Just normal attack? Yep. Okay. As an 18. 18 does not hit. Okay. Uh, um, and then uh, I will raise shield for my final action. Okay. And up next is Jethal. Yeah. Um, she doesn't go till later. That's fine. I'm still going to hold my action. Okay. So you are holding your action again. Tabitha, your turn. Um, I'm going to send... Uh... Francis forward. Okay. So, Francis, do you want him to run around the fire or through the fire? Uh, Around the fire. What's his <laughs> okay. movement speed? His movement speed is 30. It's it, it, To make it to him, to the monster, within 30 feet, would require Francis running through the campfire. 
jumping around jump... right around it. Can he jump? Uh, give me a sec here. In his advanced stage, poor baby. He can he can certainly try. It's not really it, it's it's age damage, but it's not that he took like he's not like frail or anything like that. Oh. Um. He can try. If you fail, he will fall into the fire. Do you want? So I guess first of all, Tabitha, uh, just as a reminder on how animal companions work, you can spend one of your actions to give him two actions. So you have three actions. Are you wanting to expend one of your actions to give him two? Yes. Okay. So you expend one of the actions to command him to do stuff. Right. So what would you like his, him to spend his two actions? Do you want to return so then, leap over so the So then I have one action or two actions? You'll have two actions for yourself remaining. Okay. So I will have him run around the fire... Well, I'll have him make the jump over it. I think he can do it. Okay. And then have him run up and attack him. He rolls a 12. So you try to jump over the fire. He makes it mostly over the fire. Um, but his back two legs happen to hit the back side of the fire, and he takes three fire damage. Oh. But he does make it the rest of the way there and can make a single attack. How, what is his hit points at? I don't have this character sheet. He is not doing well at the moment. He has uh, six hit points remaining. Oh, no. Um, and with his attack, he rolled a two for a grand total of 11 and does not hit. Well, this isn't ending well. So I am going to do Hunter's Prey on the... Uh, Villain. Okay. Uh, sorry, Hunt Prey is what it is. Um, and so that gives me a plus two to perception and survival checks to seek and track them, ignore penalty to ranged attacks within the ranged increment of and uh, second attack suffers negative three instead of negative five. So it makes it easier to make multiple yes. attacks against them. And then I'm right. going to shoot him twice with my okay. other ability that gives me multiple shots hunted shot yes sounds good all right go ahead and roll your two attacks uh first attack is a 12 Ew. that is not a good roll the other one is 11 uh i think i'm rolling the right yeah you did you rolled a three and a two okay on your d20 wow. and in fact actually the one is minus three so you actually rolled a 12 and an eight because I so, thought there was one where I just um, hit the button and it rolled both of them. Uh, we have not coded that on your character sheet to have it roll two attacks at once. Okay. I was so you, you, it's it's I just the, the base short bow attack. Okay. That being said, uh, we'll say that you were a little bit distraught with how badly Francis has been injured in all of this. And that's kind of thrown off your concentration a bit. All right, Jethal, do you want do you want to act yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Then up next is Duskwalker, who is going to go around the fire. And she's not going to answer me, huh? Oh, she she's going to answer you while she's running over. Oh, okay. So you you ask it, how do you take it down? 
Or have you taken one of these things down before? Uh, I ask how to take it down. She says, hit it till it stops moving. But I haven't taken one of these things down by myself, but uh, generally, these are the... Uh, pretty much she says, this is one of the lesser ones. We should be able to take it down, but we got to do it fast. If we don't, it'll attract others. Okay. Sure. She runs up, takes a swing, gets a 26 on, on her one and only attack, because she used two actions to get up to in melee with it. And she deals... 11 damage to it. All right. First blood. And up next is Jathal. All right. I will... Uh, I'm going to cast a Magic Missile three times. Okay. Uh, does Magic Missile automatically hit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it automatically hits. So. And you just cast it, and then you get to fire off more missiles. Correct. So Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah. So I do 4, 9, 12 damage total. 12 nice. damage. That's a good hit. All right. You have pelted him with three bullets, or three magic missiles. Mm-hmm. And... He doesn't appear to have any real uh, resistances to, to it, so it seems like it affected him in full, and it, it kind of blasted off chunks of the, the sinew or muscles off of him when you hit. Excellent. And up next is Tegan. All right. Um, I'm going to get close enough so that I'm 30 feet. I'm going to sit in the middle here, I think around here somewhere where I'm. 30 feet away from everybody, and I want to heal everybody but the bad guy. I can do that, right? Yes, you can choose who you heal and who you don't. Alright, so my heal now as third level is if I do it on a 30 foot radius is 1d8 plus 8 plus 1. 1 for the staff, 1 for the 8 being heightened because it's my signature spell, and then 1d8 is just the spell itself. I Would this... don't believe so first of all so there's three modes that the healing spell has. Yeah, I'm doing the three mode. All, all which requires three actions. all three actions, yep. which means that you can't move because that's one of your actions. Oh, crud. Yep. Uh, do, 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 do. It could move up to me and give me a blessed weapon or something. Yeah, I can do or a magic weapon or I can do bless on you guys. You could, so you have a few different options. So you started back here. Yeah. So you can yeah. move up here, and you could do you can spend two actions and cast bless, which would give all three of these guys, the Francis, Toromir, and Athir, all a bonus to attack rolls. Yeah. Plus you one. could you could come up here and use two and actions. And also Duskwalker. And uh, Duskwalker's uh, one square too far too away. Too far, yeah. It's just five five foot radius. But um, the other option is you could cast Bless Weapon on some one person's weapon. One person's weapon, yep. Um, I'm going to do Bless on all three of those. I'll just come up one more. Okay. 
then I will add an aura to your character sheet. Are you going to channel for an additional round to ex- increase your range? Uh, I can't because that's all three actions, right? Well, is, how many actions is it to cast Bless? Two. Two? Okay, so you have a five-foot range then. Yep. Okay, so it affects that area. Uh, I do not think that I have that visible to you right now. Yeah, I saw it. It's yellow. I can see it. Okay, can everyone see the aura on him? Yeah. I can yep. now. So that is the aura, that area around Tegan. And how long does Bless last, Tegan? Uh, bless lasts for... Radius, status. One minute. One minute. Okay, so ten rounds. Yep. So this is the first round, and he can spend additional actions at any point during the duration of this to make it a wider area. Yep. But for right now, he spent one action to move up, two actions to cast the spell, and that is how wide the Bless effect is at the moment. And Bless gives just a plus one to attack, or does it give any other bonuses? Uh, Just a plus one to attack. All right. That is all of your actions. Up next is Tormir. We're back at the top of the round. All right. Um, I know he just cast Bless, but uh, I think it'll be more beneficial if I move 30 feet to behind the demon to provide flanking. And I will then flurry of blows and make an additional attack. Okay. Yeah, none of those are going to hit. An 11, which becomes oh. a 13. That's a and 1 anyway. gets minus 10 because it's a natural 1. Um, the next one is a 16 and a 16. Or sorry, an 11 and a uh, 6. So. so none of those hit, unfortunately. And up next. So you said you have your shield raised, correct? Athir? Yes. Okay. Well, he is going to make one attack against Athir, then one against Duskwalker, and finally one against Tormir. Just kind of stick one claw out and kind of swing around in a circle. So, on Athir first. He gets a 26. Does that hit you? Yep. Okay. And that deals... Ooh, maximum damage of 17. Take the dice away from this guy. I know. We don't have the good dice today. Um, And my shield absorbs five of that, right? Because of hardness? Is... I honestly forget how shields work. But, I think um, that's how it works, is it absorbs five, and then um, uh, it take, that means I take 12 damage total, I think. Does that, does that destroy or put the shield into a broken condition then? Uh, no, because uh, I think the damage gets done 17 damage to the shield in total, So, but I only take 12 of it. If Okay, so yeah, you, I, I think that's right. So you dealt 17 damage... It dealt 17 damage, you absorb 5 of it with the shield, mm-hmm. and the remaining 12 is dealt both to you and to the shield. So if the shield runs out of hit points, then it's a broken right. shield. Right. 
which it's full head point right now. So, all right. Second attack on Duskwalker is a twenty-eight, which hits, and deals eleven damage to Duskwalker. She yelps a little bit at that. I can imagine. Uh, That's the wrong die. I'll subtract five off of that. So fifteen against Tormir. That will not hit. Okay. He misses against Tormir. And that... I'm sorry? At least we know it's a he. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) So, somebody (laughs) kick him in the mouth. (laughs) Play 14 feet tall. He looks like he's, like, size tall. You can't even reach that high. (laughs) That's messed up. That's not right. No short jokes in the middle of a losing battle. That's not right. There is always time for short jokes. <laughs> what? There is always time for short jokes. I I, I got to say with Tabitha. Always right. time for short jokes. Well, let's let's jump to the next person in line. Athir, it's your turn. All right. He did this super sweet 17 damage, max damage to me, so I think I should hit him back. So... Oh, I'll take solid plan. I'm gonna hit it That's back with this. I can get behind that. Do I get a plus one to my attack because of the? Uh... Yes, you actually get a plus three because you're flanking, and you get a plus one from bless. Whoop. So plus three would be twenty one. Twenty one. Let me look up his AC really quick. A twenty one. Is a hit. Yay! Um, And that would be uh, five damage slashing. Okay. And then I'm going to attack again. Um, Does a 30 hit? Well, it's minus five. Well, yeah, it'd be minus five. Yep. So 25. 25 does hit, though, yes. How about some nine slashing damage? All right, that's more damage. Okay, and then uh, once again, uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 raise shield again for the final action. Sounds like a good plan. And the All shield right. freaks. It's probably I mean, the, the, going to, but <laughs> it's better the shield breaks than Athir. You're right. All right. Up next is Tabitha. I'm going to have uh, Francis go for uh, the Achilles tendons. Okay. And then I am going to shoot uh, twice. Okay. So let's let's resolve Francis first. So Francis's first attack, he does count as flanking Woo-hoo! and bless. So his first attack hits uh, with a 23. His yeah. second attack, however does not hit with a 11. So, Francis deals four damage. What? What, Minimum damage. And Tabitha, so that was one act, one of your actions to right. command Francis to and attack twice. And then I'm going to shoot him twice. Okay. With your hunted shot? Yes. All right. Go ahead and roll that. No, I decided not to use hunted shot. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just for giggles. Hold on, one second. Sorry, I was having computer problems. Oh, oh right! Critical, 29. 39. All right. So that would be a 39, yeah. because you add another 10 to it when you roll a natural 20. Okay. A 39 is, is, does, is, is confirmed as a critical hit. So that would be 10 damage, and the other one of the second one is a 28. Which you subtract three from. Okay. Because uh, it's your second attack. So well, that was 20. the... Right, because you're, cause you're, oh. you're hunted target, makes oh, it yeah. so your second Gives attack is only minus three instead of right. five. So that's Sorry a 25, that. which also hits. And how much damage does that deal? Ten da- uh, two damage. Sorry, I was looking at the critical damage. That's fine. Uh, All right, and uh, and then, then I'm going to... Can I do another round of shots? You can do one more shot. You can only use the hunted shot once per round. Oh, okay. But you do have... So you spent one action on Francis's two rounds, or two actions. Right. You spent one on the hunted shot to shoot twice. Right. You can spend your last action on one further shot if you'd like. And this one is at minus six. Hmm. Well, what else can I do? You could move, you could... There, there's a lot of options on what you can do. It's entirely up to you. Kill him! I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Uh, that's not going to hit. That's a nine. A nine is not a hit. Well, that was... It was 15, but subtract. Right. With, with minus six, right. yeah. All right. That is the end of your turn. It is now to Dust Walker. I should have done something else. <laughs> Okay, first attack hits. And deals. Nine damage. And Duskwalker's second attack. Also hits. And deals, it hits a 27, deals another 9 damage. And Duskwalker's third attack. Rolls a, ooh, a 36, which is a critical hit. Minus 10. Plus 10. Minus 10 for being the third attack. Oh, 36, so you're right. Well, it's minus 8 because it's an agile weapon. Cool. Uh, so 36 minus 8 is not a critical hit, So, it is, but it's still a hit. And deals another 9 damage. Consistent. Consistent. Hey, consistent's good, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And after that, she's going to use her last action, because she gets to use one action to, take, to attack twice with her daggers, and then the other, her second action was to attack, and her third action is going to be to back away. That's a good idea. And Jathal, it is your turn. Uh, can you remind me, what does Bless give you again? Plus, uh, plus one to attacks. Plus one to attacks. Uh, in that case, uh, I'm going to move up here, right behind Tegan. Uh, so I should get Bless, which is great. And I'm going to use Ray of Frost on him. Uh, uh, yup, that's a 12. 
Good thing you well, have well, that bless. <laughs> That's with the bless. I rolled a two. Is it a ranged touch attack? <laughs> there is no such thing as a ranged touch attack. No. Oh, oh that's, right. that's right. Uh, yeah, so uh, 12's not going to cut it there, Jafal. I just <laughs> zoom it past his face. <laughs> I, Apparently, I, the only I, thing that spells the for you is your heart. <laughs> yes. I, I get the feeling Jafal ran up and just shot it in the air as a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take. Shot, get out of here. All right. Well, after the warning shot, now it goes <laughs> Tegan. Uh, all right, I'm going to cast the radius heal this time because I can use all three actions. And that, and that will get even Tormir. So everybody yeah, should get... 30 feet? He is, as far as I know. He is. So, okay, what does Heighten do on, on the spell? Um, it does uh, uh, plus eight to the spell. No, no it, does, it does 1d8. D8? Or, or hold on, just or add the D8. So let me read it. So increases by one D8, except for the two action version, it adds eight. So it'll be two D8 plus one. Okay. So go ahead and roll your two D8 plus one. 16. Everyone's That's a pretty good roll. 16 hit points. Does, right. does even Francis get that? Yeah, Francis gets it. Uh, what is Francis's total? Uh, well, uh, Francis's grand total. Give me a second here. Oops. Francis's grand total is twenty-five. Are you keeping track of it? Yeah. I am. Okay. So he is has only three damage on him at this point now. After the healing, so he's at twenty two hit points left. All right, uh, I believe that probably heals everybody in the group to full. Or is there anyone? St- oh no, probably uh, a probably still has damage on him. I'm guessing. Yeah. Cool. Still pr- pretty you said good. Twenty two hit points for him left. Remaining, correct. That was a good roll there, Tegan. Yeah, it's about time. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> All right. Well, to celebrate your good roll, let's uh, jump over to Tormir's turn. Top of round three. All right. Uh, well, I'm just going to make four attacks. Two with Stunning Fist and... Or, sorry, uh, Flurry of Blows and two normal attacks. Don't anticipate to hit based off of my dice. But <laughs> Five on each. So the last... Oh, you can only make, I believe, three attacks at max. No, no, with you can keep going. With you're allowed to make four. Yeah, um, you're right. It's the, one of the only classes that can do it. Yeah, so you can do that. All right, so what did you get on the first one? So my first attack is a 40. Uh, I think you add two more for flanking. Well, I, actually, the target takes minus two AC. Oh, it, oh is that weird. how flanking works? Okay. Yep. Then, yeah, a 40 absolutely crits. Uh, second attack. Uh, my uh, I don't want to talk about the rest. It's not quite as glorious. But uh, my <laughs> second attack is a fifteen or fourteen rather, and then an eight and a three. But it's worth a shot. So none However, of the rest of the attacks hit, but that one really good hit hits. So how much damage does it do? Eighteen damage. Ooh, 
Nicely done. Also, it must make a save. Uh, what kind of save? Uh, let me double check. I believe it is fortitude. It gets nauseated. It it's going to puke. I don't think you want this kind of thing puking on you. <laughs> Give Tony ideas, then he'll be like, he's got a puking attack. <laughs> and then we have to make a fortitude save. You know. <laughs> well, so what kind of save is that, Tormir? Fortitude. Fortitude. All right. He gets a 32 on his save. Well, that's just cheating. <laughs> Something like yeah, that. that that beats my class DC of uh, 19 pretty handled. Okay, so <laughs> punching him in the back of the kneecaps does not stun him, unfortunately. <laughs> but you dealt a lot of damage to the back of his kneecap. That's very important. <laughs> Press, hit, hit that, that awesome nerve that was, you know running through his kneecap instead of his spine because he's a weird thing. No, I'm hitting him in the back of his thigh, giving him a Charlie horse. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. That does hurt. The old Charlie horse. Tormir the Charlie horse. All right. Well, let's see here. It looks like, other than Tormir, everybody's in this nice cone shape right in front of him right now. Oh, man. So, oh, I no. think we're going to do... Do that attack again. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's a fortitude save, right? It is a fortitude save, yes. What's oh. his range on there? Uh, 40 feet. So that would go out to there. Well, I was just trying to see, because I've got a range on my bow of 100, so I can go off to the side. Yeah, you just have to spend your turn moving. I'm sorry, fortitude save. Yep. All I right. should have so thought I'll, of that. I did. I'll go yeah. around to everybody <laughs> here. So first of all, let's uh, jump. Uh, Jathal, what'd you get? I got a whopping 10. All right. Well, that is not a success. But mm-hmm. hey, good news. You were uh, one. You got at least one high enough to not be a critical failure. So Hey. Uh, Tabitha, what'd you get? I rolled a critical of a 29. I think you get to add 10 to that. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yay! 39. Yay! All right, and Tegan? I got a 13. All right, that is not a success. And a fear? I got a 22. And Francis? Also does not succeed. And let's see. Duskwalker gets a 29 and succeeds. So was a 22 a success or a failure? 22, I'm sorry, 22 was a success. Okay. So you will take one quarter of the damage as a full elf. Ta-da. And unfortunately, this tech gets bigger each time. So this time it's 18 damage. So if you pass the save, that's half. If you are an elf or a dwarf, you also take half. And if they, if you are both, then you take a quarter. How much damage was it? 18. 18. 18. So. 
take nine damage. Okay. So, so is that Francis? Is that rounded up or down? Down. Down. Okay. So that'd be four damage for you, I believe. Yep. Um, and Francis takes the full eighteen. What? What about Tabitha with her critical success? Does that do anything for her? With a critical success, she takes no damage. All oh. right, I'm pulling Francis back. <laughs> he's he's down to like full and, four hit points. Uh, see, but, Tegan, I, Tegan also took full damage of eighteen. I did, yeah. And I'm sorry, how many hit- damage did I take? Uh, zero. Oh, yay! Yeah, I'm gonna bring Francis back. He's getting his pull out, Francis. Pull out. Posterior <laughs> kick. Does he? Uh, uh, does he get turned grayer? He turns very gray. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> He's ash to, white. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to invest in some uh uh fur dye. He, he has a monocle. Fur dye. Oh. <laughs> a, a monocle. <laughs> He's gone from a black and white badger to a silver fox. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. nice. Well done. All right. After that is Athir's turn. Well. I'm going to have to whack away at this guy a few more times, it looks like, so I'll just attack with my longsword again. All right. Let's see here. 23? Well, it'd be, if we're still doing it, it'd be, uh, plus gives me, what, one, one to attack? Yep. Okay, so it'd be 24, and then if the flanking is the minus two armor? Minus two AC, so that hits. Okay. Uh, five slashing. Right. I I'm really rocking the damage today. Let me tell you. Uh, I love your uh, critical damage uh, that you got for your slashing. It was also terrible. I know. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Um, and then uh, I'm assuming a thirteen totally whiffs. Totally whiffs. All right. Then I'm going to uh, raise shield again. That's a good plan. Wait a minute, it's not 13, right? Because you got... Well, it would be 14, but I'm pretty sure that that's a failure. You got a flanking plus the bless. Flanking, I mean, plus 2 AC, or I'm sorry, minus 2 AC or plus 2 attack, they're kind of really equivalent, but um, the ultimately, even with flanking, that still doesn't hit. Oh. I think we're in the 20s range, I think, to hit, probably. Uh, Okay. So, uh, anything else there? Right there? That's All right, it. Tabitha, your turn. So, I'm going to have uh, Francis uh, use his, uh, or run away. So, are you going to have him run away? Um, should two? I have him, should I have him slash one last time? That is up to you. He gets more distance with a run, though, right? Well, he, he could double move or he can slash and single move. Uh, yeah. His move speed is 30 feet. Um, I'm going to have him... I mean, he just needs to get out of the frontal cone, which he's right. going to probably keep it. Try to there. stay 30 feet. You can move him out of the cone, but try to keep him 30 feet away from me. At least 30 feet, or less than th- 30 or feet or less from me. For me, you yeah. could, yeah. could move around the side. Yeah. 
move to the side, but just make sure that he's 30 feet away from me. Uh, take a single slash and then move around the side. So yeah, I yeah, mean, he might he might breathe, but he'd have to breathe in that direction. The only right, and he would be, be less likely to get. Correct. Well, then I'm going to have him next time move out of reach at all. So okay, sounds good. Um, so I'm going to have him slash one. Okay. So he got a 16 with the blesses 17 is still and not enough flanking. to hit. Okay, still not enough to hit even with flanking. Poor baby. All right, so then I'm going to have him run over to the uh 30 nope over oh, over here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh and then I am going to shoot um the bad guy do one uh, round of arrows. Okay. So you're hunted shot for two attacks? Yes. Um, I'm going to attack. Uh, hits a 20. Okay. That does not hit. Darn it. Second one definitely doesn't hit. It was 11. With well, minus minus. Eight. Yeah. Whatever. So if a twenty right. doesn't hit, it's certainly not going to. And then I am going to move myself. You have a twenty-five foot movement speed. Twenty-five. Um, I'm gonna move myself oh. over here. Probably, you, or you could move straight back too. I mean, you have you have a lot of. You could move over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna move up there because yep. I still have a range of a hundred feet. Which yeah, you I... you are well within range. Sorry, I just want to measure. Yes, I will move back there. So I'm gonna move back. So I'm out of his cone range, but yet still able to um be effective. But I wanted to get the squishy Francis out of there. Alright. Anything else on your turn? Uh that would be all of my moves, right? All my that actions? Is, that is all of your actions, correct. Okay. Alright. So let's see here. I think Duskwalker is going to try to go and join Tormir, which actually can still do an only one action there. So she kind of Tumbles and rolls around the the monster, comes up right next to Tormir, and comes out, knives a stabbing. You stab him. Alright, so... First attack, she gets a 23, which hits. And does 13 damage. Good attack. Alright, second attack. Uh, gets a negative one, which doesn't hit. Ouch. And last attack gets a ten, which also doesn't hit. Mm. All right. That is Duskwalker's turn. Mm. Up next, uh, Jathal. Are you going to continue giving warning shots, or are you going to 
<laughs> what a jerk. Uh, no, <laughs> clearly not. Uh, I'm going to move here. I think that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to move. Yeah, about there. Uh, and then I'm going to try and hit him again. Uh, I'm go- I should say I'm going to hit him. Dude, you uh, should do your grease thing. Your grease thing has been like the killer of this whole campaign. It's like the. I feel like it wouldn't be useful here. Okay, yeah, you're the wizard. It's useful. I don't know. You're the wizard. Maybe. Uh, I'm just gonna try Ray Frost him again. Yeah, that's a 14 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shooting more warning shots as I'm moving. It's fine. I, I won't say it. all right that is your turn sounds like yup that's it all right up next is tegan Hmm. how do i do this i can still reach everybody uh i don't believe tabitha's in reach of you right now it's okay i'm at full health yeah don't worry about me so I think I'm gonna stay here and do the do it again. Two D eight plus spells, one. How many spells do you have per day? I have four level one and three level two. Bless and heal were both level ones. So this will be my I third heal. level one. Heal you used as a level two because you heightened it, which uses up one of your level two slots. Uh, oh really? Okay. Well right. then I've used one level one and one level two. I have four and three. All right. Oops, that's not the one. Oh, not as good, guys. Nine, nine hit points for everybody. Nine's better than none. All right. Yeah, that's that above average. Heals me to full again, so you know. I think you're pretty much on average right there. Thank you. Well, and Francis is back up to thirteen, <laughs> and that's what really matters. <laughs> Francis is alive. The rest of us are dead. He's down to four hit points, so it was getting close close to losing Francis there. Yeah, don't you lose? You lose like constitution or something when you lose a familiar. It's really bad. Well, he's not a familiar. He's a uh, animal companion. Oh, okay. So it might be different rules. Cool. You don't lose. You don't lose constitution, but you do lose a friend. Oh. I would be very, very sad. That's my turn. All right. Up next is Tormir. Well, I, uh, I'll i go for the hit once really hard and miss three times strategy again. Ooh, I, mean, I it worked, like that. It worked well, worked well last time. <laughs> it did. All right. So the first attack is a 25. That hits. The second attack is a 23. Plus, one, plus one. He's not I'm, Oh, that's right. It's, it's flanking. That's right. So he's got minus two to the yeah. AC. So you he said not the 23 hits? 23 does hit, yes. All right. And then a seven and an eight. Which, Both of uh, which do not. <laughs> All right. So I'll roll damage. Six and nine. Okay. And give me another fortitude save. 
Um, that is entirely unnecessary because he falls over after the, that. Yeah. Oh, you want the oh, fortune man. save anyway? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He would have passed right. it. <laughs> 18. He's also stunned for a round. <laughs> you stun him and then you punch him while he's stunned and take him out. Uh, Actually, the first hit would have stunned him and then he would have. I would just laugh if he just, he like, dead. he was stunned and he just stood there and we were just still wailing on him and he's been dead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm stunned that it worked. You you froze him in time and then you just wailed on him for a while? There you go. You hurt my Francis. Uh, yeah, so what happens is he just kind of dissolves into, it looks like like night sky stars. He kind of dissolves and after that happens, the uh, the rift that he tore open starts cl- slowly closing. You do see movement beyond the rift, uh, as there are more things. Some look like this thing. And one thing that you see passing by the rift as it closes uh, is an eye probably the size of like a cart, like a horse-drawn cart. That's creepy. Um, goes that by right good. as the rift finishes closing. Yeah, let's not. Oh, I'm sorry, what was that, Tormir? Uh, I have no idea what that could have been. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the bigger version of one of these. I see what you did there. We will come back and I I run up and hug uh, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so um this episode ran a little bit long so thanks everybody for for sticking around um we're gonna find out what happens in the aftermath of this whole uh, combat what the the discussions are next time uh but thanks again for tuning in everybody uh it's been another episode of paper pencil dice again feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or feedback or fan art or anything that you want to share with us uh you can reach us at uh, paper pencil dice podcast at gmail.com uh, otherwise reach out to us uh, you can find us on Facebook we have a discord server there's a link to it on our Facebook page uh, otherwise we will see you next time and in the meantime keep gaming everybody thanks for listening to this episode of paper pencil dice Reach out to us at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper Pencil Dice.